Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly. Deadtime Stories. Do you spend time with your antiques before you purchase them? In other words, do you really get to know your finds and let your sixth sense explore any negative energies present before lugging those potentially haunted antiques home? No? Well, honestly, most people don't. But according to some psychics, that's exactly what everyone should do. Well, you may love antiques and buy them to decorate your home on occasion. You should probably spend several minutes with an object and see how it feels and how you respond to being near it before making the purchase. A spirit might have a lingering fondness for the object and may just want to come visit. Sometimes in life, we get attached to our possessions, and we stay attached even after death. This next story involves a building currently being used as an antique store. It is located at 159 North Broadway in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's definitely a fun place to visit. As you enter the store, you can smell the intoxicating aroma of freshly popped popcorn that has been made that day. It is made in one of those old-time popcorn machines, which, in my opinion, makes some of the best popcorn ever. There is also an antique 8-ounce glass bottle soda machine with a door that you open and pull out your desired flavor. Everything tastes better from a glass bottle. You can definitely say it is a step back in time. For me, antique stores are wondrous places full of memories that spark one to reminisce of experiences and times gone by. You can find almost anything that you're looking for in these kinds of places. When I glance around and I see the items that are placed on shelves and glass cabinets or hanging on the wall, I can't help but to think that some of these things were probably very important to someone's life at one time. In fact, some of these items might have been cherished so much that even in death, a person might have a hard time letting go. 
This particular building originally was built in 1858 as a horse corral for the Fairmont Dairy Plant, which was located across the street. Back then, horse and carriage was the main mode of travel, for both personal transportation and also delivery service. In 1937, the Fairmont Dairy Plant sold off its last horse and started using delivery trucks. At this time, the original building that once housed the horses was too small for the new motorized delivery trucks, so a front addition was added on. The rafters that were used for the building's roof were salvaged from the hull of a sunken ship found in the Fox River in 1932. Apparently, recycling was even important back then. Fairmont Dairy was a national chain of dairy plants, but they were mostly located in the Midwest. In their heyday, they had 20 operating plants in 20 different states. Today, none of the plants are left as they were all either bought out by other dairy plants or just plain closed down. The one in Green Bay was originally located in the town of Howard, but the horse corral was located on Broadway Street. Around the 1920s, Fairmont Dairy purchased a three-building complex on Broadway just across the street from their horse corral. These buildings were already being used as a dairy plant by the Green Bay Ice Cream and Dairy Company, and it was a logical move. Beneath the street was a tunnel that connected all three buildings together. The tunnel was used for both steam and refrigeration lines, and it was also for freight carts that carried supplies needed to be brought back and forth among the three plants. The main plant was five stories high and had a huge 20-foot high by 20-foot wide plywood milk bottle attached to its roof. The bottle could be seen from just about anywhere in the city and the surrounding areas. This bottle was part of a water holding tank that stored all of the water used for all three plants. The stored water came from a well that was 850 feet deep that pumped water directly into the tank. Then from this tank the water was dispersed to all three plants. The bottle was regarded as a trademark, and travelers that were coming through Green Bay by train recognized the town by that huge milk bottle. Fairmont Dairy was very well known for its high-quality dairy products, one of them being its highly desired ice cream. The dairy plant had its own ice cream parlor that was definitely a family favorite amongst the people living there, as well as tourists visiting the area. Along with their ice cream, the company was also well known amongst the Jewish community for their sweet butter. This is butter made without any salt added, and a lot of the orders for this product came from the state of New York. Fairmont Dairy was also innovative by trying its luck in many different types of business ventures. One was the selling of live chickens and turkeys. I guess back then people butchered their own poultry. During this time period, Fairmont would use the second floor of the main plant for storage of these birds. One night, the turkeys somehow got out and were found roosting in the surrounding trees on Broadway Street. The last in Fairmont's business ideas was the selling of fresh farm eggs. A representative from the plant would travel to the neighboring farms, collect eggs, bring them back to the plant, and then the eggs would be candled. This was a process where a man in a darkened room takes an egg, shines a candle or a light behind it, and determines whether the egg is good or rotten. Fairmont stayed in the egg business until 1953 although this was two years longer than they wanted to. They did so because of their loyalty to a man employed who did the candling and the fact that he couldn't retire until that time. 
Fairmont Dairy was sold in the 1980s to Kemp's Dairy out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Kemp's ran the dairy for a few short years and decided to shut it down because it just wasn't economically feasible to keep running. When Dave, the current owner, purchased the old Fairmont Dairy Garage in 2000, he completely gutted the inside of the building. He removed any existing walls except for a small room that was possibly used for storage, and now it's the bathroom. He also added a concrete floor to the back of the building since the section still had a dirt floor. Upon excavating the ground for the new decor, Dave made an interesting discovery. He unearthed a house just a few feet under the ground surface. He also found everything that a house would need to make it a home. There were forks, plates, glasses, and knickknacks. Everything you can imagine simply left behind. It seems that Dave may not have only unearthed the house on this fateful day, but possibly the spirits of the owners as well. There have been reports of seeing an elderly couple in Victorian dress as they walked the aisle of that back building. Now normally that wouldn't be an unusual sight, except for maybe the clothing, but the couple seemed to be floating instead of walking and appeared somewhat transparent. Although the spirits seem quite friendly in nature, many vendors complain of being startled when the couple show themselves unexpectedly. They also complain and blame the couple for misplaced or missing items in their booth. The vendors have experienced setting something down, turning away briefly, and turning back only to have the item gone, and there's no one else around that could have moved it. Another occurrence that takes place involves an antique cedar hope chest that's been converted into an album holding cabinet. This chest sits on its side and has shelves that have been installed vertically for the placement of the albums. Every evening at closing time, the owner, Dave, would close the lid to the cedar chest before he went home for the night. The next day, when he returned, the lid would somehow be wide open. At first, he thought that maybe he hadn't shut the lid tightly when leaving. So then he made sure that when he shut the lid, he heard it click on the brass lock. But to no avail, when he returned the next day, the lid would always be open. Dave even went as far as blocking the lid with other heavy objects. But again, the lid would open. He finally gave up and now simply leaves the lid open upon leaving. So remember, the next time you purchase an antique from an antique store, it may just be an unadvertised two-for-one special.
Don't.